Hello and welcome to webdoctor.ie's Health HQ podcast. Webdoctor.ie is Ireland's award-winning online GP service. Their GPs have teamed up to tackle many of the nation's health concerns and different treatments over this series. On this episode, we're talking about weight management with Dr. Christina Mulvaney. Christina, you're very welcome to the uh, webdoctor.ie Health HQ podcast. Let's start at the beginning. It's an obvious question. Why do we need to manage our weight? Well, we need to manage our weight. Um, being overweight and obese, well, it puts you at higher risk of developing serious health problems. These can include heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, gallstones, even breathing problems and certain cancers can be caused by being overweight or obese. So it's a very important thing to manage. And, and most people are fairly good at it, but some people are not that good at it. Is, is your BMI the most accurate measurement to use for managing your weight? So it certainly is a commonly used uh, way to manage or to uh, judge weight, but I suppose it wouldn't be necessarily considered the best way to manage a person's weight. BMI is based on your height and your weight, and it's slightly inaccurate from the point of view of it doesn't take into account like muscle mass, bone density, body composition, even racial and sex differences can make this a flawed measurement. Um, A kind of more accurate measurement would be waist to height ratio, which we're starting to introduce more and more, and there is plenty of studies that would show a correlation between waist size and diabetes, cardiovascular disease, etc., uh, regardless of your BMI or weight. And so waist circumference is considered a superior measurement to check if somebody is carrying excess weight. So how does that work? So, well, for instance, with a man, if your waist circumference is greater than 37 inches or 94 centimeters, or if you were a woman, if you're 32 inches or 80 centimeters um, waist circumference, that would put indicate that you're at increased risk of things such as like cardiovascular mm. disease and diabetes. And then you're actually at a substantially increased risk if you take into account a man with a waist circumference of, say, uh, 40 inches or a woman with a waist above 35 inches. Um, Um, So, yeah, the larger your waist circumference, not even paying attention to BMI, the more likely you are to be at increased risk of the the medical conditions that I kind of mentioned. Is is there a definite kind of a measurement? No, it's purely just down to literally put a measuring tape around your waist. So it's a very simple measurement that you can literally do at home with like a little measuring tape, like a cloth measuring tape uh, around your waist. I guess I I watch my weight quite well, but, but the way I do it, I just weigh myself. I know that for my height, there's a certain weight I should be uh, and there's a certain weight if I'm well over that that I shouldn't be and I kind of keep within those kind of parameters that just seems a simple way of doing it I mean, it is definitely an easy way to do it because I suppose a lot of people do have a scale at home. You just have to yeah. pop on it. And I suppose it has been very much something that has been very part, uh, big in medicine, doing weight and height and calculating BMI. I think like really the waist circumference side of things is more of a new trend. Probably, I would suggest a more accurate measurement, but certainly it doesn't mean that BMI is useless. It's just not 100% accurate. Think of a, of a man who's like a, a bodybuilder. BMI for him, he's going to be really muscular. He's going to weigh a lot, but that that doesn't mean that he has a huge amount of like fat that he's carrying yeah. and is going to necessarily be at those increased risks. And then, uh, say somebody who has osteoporosis and has really thin bones that is decreasing uh, their weight because their bones are not as uh, strong or as dense as uh, somebody else that would be kind of similar weight and height. Well, they they that would be an inaccurate measurement for them. So I think I, I suppose BMI is not a, a useless 
useless measurement, and it is certainly something that we can use and will probably continue to use, and well, for that matter, do continue to use. Uh, but I, I suppose it, there are superior, I suppose, methods such as uh, the waist circumference that we can use or use in conjunction with uh, BMI to mm. get a kind of more accurate idea of um, your risks. That's really good to know. Years ago, I mean, people, and they probably still do it, they cut out a certain food group in order to manage the weight. I remember years ago myself doing the, I think it was the Atkins diet, where I could eat as much meat, red meat as I wanted to. And sure enough, you lost weight, but then you put it back on fairly quickly. Is this not certainly based on my experience, not a great way of doing it, but does this work for some people? So it's a popular way of doing mm. it. I would say that it's not exactly the best way of doing it. Cutting out entire food groups can deprive you of essential nutrients. So like you were uh, talking about uh, cutting out uh, carbohydrates, that won't work long term. And that is exactly what happened, what you mentioned. So you cut out all of these, usually carbohydrates and fat that are the first to go for most people when they're doing these uh, these um, diets. And while cutting these out these large uh, food groups, they really do dramatically cut your calories and they do lead to weight loss. As soon as you reincorporate them back into your normal diet, those that weight packs back on. And the thing is, is that you crave these uh, foods. So I think taking things out of your diet entirely doesn't really work. It's better to kind of do a little bit of everything and not a lot of anything rather than completely eliminating full uh, food groups because, yeah, you're going to yearn it, you're going to want it, and then eventually you're going to go back to it. And you need to develop a better relationship with food. And I think that's really what people struggle with. It, weight issues are really a bad relationship with food and trying to educate people around improving food choices, developing a better understanding of uh, nutrition, um, and kind of not putting that stress of like, okay, you can never have a chocolate bar again, or (laughs) you can never have a slice of bread again. You don't want to make this a stressful thing. You want to enjoy the process of losing weight and being having a healthy lifestyle and feeling good inside yourself. A diet should enhance your life. It certainly shouldn't be stressful and depriving you of, uh, of, well, nutrients for instance, um, let alone uh, something that you might enjoy, like the occasional chocolate bar, I suppose. And there's, there's a lot of people doing this gluten-free diet. If you're not celiac, you don't need to do that, obviously. But, but yeah, it, and it, they it, don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, trying to, I suppose, force these types of diets on yourself, including gluten-free, I, I'm actually not entirely sure why people that wouldn't be celiac would want to do it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it and it's not going to lead to necessarily weight loss doing that. But yeah, celiac and uh, diets and stuff like that. No, cutting out certain food groups, unless you really have to, like you have a gluten intolerance, it it doesn't make sense. I was going to ask you about the impacts of some of these fad diets, but I mean, I think you've covered it there, that generally, uh, is it fair to say that if you do one of the fad diets, as soon as you actually go back to eating normally, you're going to put put the weight back on? Yeah. And if you think about like, you know, those like slimming pills and detox teas and all those kind of fancy juices and stuff, they also get really, really expensive. Um, um, I actually remember when I was training, uh, there was a pharmacist uh, that used to talk to my trainer in GP training along the way. And he actually told the trainer one day we had met up and we were having a chat and he's like, I love these like um, uh, pills because I make so much money out of them. He's like, they're so useless, but they like people are attracted to them. And obviously like if you say, oh, you can only have this like one drink three times a day and nothing else. Well, it's it's that's calorie counting <laughs> in a way, you know, they're obviously you're going to lose weight. It, it, so it, it would be much better to eat like really good uh, foods and vegetables and, you know, kind of having your nice 
little very diet and and uh, decreasing the consumption of the calories. Yes, but I, I wouldn't be spending uh, and you can spend excessive amounts of money yeah. on yeah. things like that. And the fad diets, they can also lead to things like, you know, dehydration, sometimes nausea, headaches, constipation. And like we were mentioning previously, you can end up with um deficiencies or like you know inadequate vitamin vitamin and uh, mineral intake because of these so um yeah i would suggest that definitely staying away from fad diets is a good idea although they might lead to temporary weight loss not the way to go so when it comes to losing weight say for health reasons or for any reason what what advice would you give well, I suppose making small changes um, a little bit at a time, definitely sugary things are a good thing to avoid. And I think as time goes on, we're going to be making more and more restrictions, thankfully, uh, with regard to things like sugary beverages and stuff. Watching your portion sizes is really important. Plates are very deceiving. Uh, they're generally too big. And yeah, if you just decrease how much you have on your plate, that that simple little measure, even if you are eating your carbohydrates and everything, is going to make a huge amount of difference. Ensuring that you're eating plenty of fruits and vegetables and exercising more. Those would probably be the first things that I'd kind of think of when I'm trying to think about weight, losing weight. Is it ever appropriate to use medication, do you think, for weight loss? So, uh, yes, I would suggest, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't jump to it. I think a lot of people kind of think of it as like the first thing that they should do as mm. opposed to those simple measures. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it is worth considering uh, using medications for weight loss or potentially surgical procedures, for that matter, for weight loss, especially if you've tried to lose weight through diet and exercise and you're not able to get your uh, your weight down and, you know, reduce your waist circumference and things like that. And I suppose especially when you kind of take into account maybe people that have uh, other medical conditions too, like diabetes and heart disease, uh, that would even increase their risk more by being um, at a higher uh, BMI or waist circumference. And a lot of these medications that you can buy over the counter, presumably, is it fair to say they don't really work? If they did, I mean, it's a simple solution, but it, if it worked, everyone would be taking it. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Wouldn't they? That person would be uh, not even a billionaire yeah, <laughs> if they yeah. had like some sort of simple solution like that. Yep. So best way to maintain a healthy diet, Christina? Well, I suppose there's a bunch of different things that I would suggest. One, don't deprive yourself because you're going to pack on the pounds later. Mm. Uh, watch your portion sizes, limit processed foods, uh, prepare your own meals. Uh, base your meals on high fiber, starchy carbohydrates uh, like wheat pastas, brown rices and potatoes with their skins on. Make sure you're eating lots of fruits and fruits and vegetables. Uh, aim to eat more fish. Try and eat at least two portions of uh, fish per week. And one of them should uh, aim to be oily fish. Mm. Make sure you're trying to limit how much salt you're taking because that is a big problem, especially with high blood pressure and stuff. Adults should not be taking more than six grams per day. Cut down your saturated fats and sugars. Saturated fats and sugars are found in many uh, things like uh, fatty cuts of meat, sausages, butter, hard cheese, creams, cakes, biscuits. Um, also like fizzy drinks obviously have loads of sugar in them. And mm -hmm. a lot of actually breakfast cereals and uh, obviously pastries and sweets will have those. Um, alcohol. <laughs> alcohol can be a real trickster. Um, it doesn't seem like it's sweet. It, if you look at how much calories are in uh, alcoholic beverage, those will pack on the pounds. So, you know, making sure you're not drinking excessively and also don't forget to drink plenty of water. So two to three liters a day ideally would be the aim that I would say most adults be, should be going for. So effectively everything in moderation, Christina. Now, normally the way we wrap up these uh, podcasts, we try and debunk some medical myths. And obviously we're doing medical myths about weight management. Uh, here's one for you. Carbs are bad for you. True or false? 
I'd say that's true and false. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because true and false for different reasons. Uh, so carbohydrates are an essential essential macronutrient, um, and they provide the body with energy and dietary fiber. So that's the positive thing, and that supports a good, a good healthy body. But the excessive consumption of carbohydrates, which is what we most of us are running into the problem with, is associated with weight gain and obviously increases the development of those chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes. So it's not so much that carbs are bad. It's the excessive consumption of carbohydrates that is bad. So it comes back again to what we just said, everything in yeah. moderation. Um, secondly, you should always be in a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. So you need to, to lose weight, you need to eat and drink fewer calories than you burn. Um, there's two ways really to have a t- calorie de- deficit, either change what or how much you eat um, or exercise more. It's very difficult to exercise enough to burn off all the calories that you eat in a day. So really calorie deficit is probably the best way to uh lose weight and uh, do it effectively. But then presumably, as soon as you hit your ideal weight, you you can up the level of calories to maintain the weight. Absolutely. So when you reach your target, uh, your target weight, then you'll go to kind of just maintain yeah. your uh, calories per day as opposed to being a calorie deficit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, last one for you. If you do enough exercise, diet doesn't matter. True or false? You you can easily out eat exercise. This mm. is the problem. <laughs> and it's essential. <laughs> um, it's essential that you work, work both ways. So you want to obviously exercise and be fit and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that it would take nothing, uh, a, a workout for an hour on a treadmill. You're going to burn maybe about uh, 500 calories. And then you're like, ah, I worked out on the on that uh, um, that treadmill. What am I going to do now? Have a slice of pizza. Well, that's like 500 calories in that one slice of pizza, and you're probably going to have two. So that whole hour of work has been just destroyed. Um, so you need to really, like that's going back to your previous question about the calorie deficit, you really need to make sure that you're fueling your body with uh, good nutrients and I suppose not eating, I suppose, things like pizzas and maybe a chocolate bar after a uh, an hour on the treadmill because you're not going to be able to make up that uh, deficit. So really, it's probably false. I suppose it would be false. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to out exercise what you're eating if you're eating stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I wanted to hear, Christina. I wanted to be doing loads of exercise and eating as much as I wanted. Listen, <laughs> it's good to see you again. Thank you to Dr. Christina Mulvaney for joining us on this episode of webdoctor.ie's Health HQ podcast on weight management. You may be interested in some of our other episodes where we discuss many of the nation's health concerns and different treatments. We'll see you again.